tell me you built a time machine? Uh, get the Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Get, 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 get. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'll have what she's having. Okay, welcome to Peak Theme High School. It's the podcast we talk about 80s films. My name is Lex. I'm Miss. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2022. Do you believe it happened? I know, it's the third year of the pandemic. Let's make it the best one yet. <laughs> is, is, is it Take, ever going to stop? Or make is it just, about what you will. Yeah. Is it ever going to stop? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're now at 20,000 cases a day in New South Wales. Yeah. It's, um, we're learning to live with it, sounds like. Well, yeah. Someone's until you die with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're not living with it anymore. Try to die, people. It's not worth dying over. Nah. We have a good movie for you today. Oh, we have a great movie. Yeah. It's actually, I didn't realise, but it is kind of a New Year's. It is kind it's of a New movie. Year's movie. Yeah, yeah, like weirdly, we watched it yeah. on the 1st of January, but yeah. the final scene is... There's multiple scenes. Well, yeah, and it's New sort Year's of a movie Eve. that goes through tracks through time. So it's, I guess, using New Year's Eve as the focal point is makes a point of time moving. Time moving, that's true. And it's seasonal as well. You kind of very speak. seasonal. Yeah, but there are some very key scenes in New Year's Eve parties. Yes. And it's when Harry met Sally. Yes. Uh, which is a, 1989? 1989. Just scrape in. Do you want to explain the plot? Well, can I just say, like, did you watch this movie as a kid? I, I remember watching it as a kid. I think I watched it maybe once, but really it's not a kid movie. Not at all. Like, and a I think lot we of it would have gone over my head completely. Totally. So I, I felt like I was watching it for the first time. Me too, I have to admit. I laughed a lot. I think I've watched it, con- well, obviously as an adult, but concentrating on it. Yeah, and you need a lot of concentration. You do. There's a lot of dialogue. It is pretty much dialogue. It's a dialogue-heavy movie. Oh, there's no action scene. It almost whatsoever. had that Seinfeld feel to it. Uh, I thought I thought for me, because, you know, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, I thought this is Kevin Smith must be taking, have watched this film before, because <laughs> the dialogue of back and forth and making yeah. it the, the prominent part. It was part. good, though. I like that. And I guess... To a certain degree, Tarantino as well, but when Tarantino does it, obviously there's a lot of action as well. Tarantino, yeah. Well, I mean, we, so we see this uh, these two college students. It's the late 70s. Was mm. it 77 or 78 when they first meet? Um, 78, I think. Yeah, 78. And so they're driving from the University of Chicago to New York after graduation. Mm. It's an 18-hour trip and there, you know, you share the drive or whatever to make it easier. Yep. And it just follows their progression through meeting up, you know, like five years later or four years later, 1982, I think it was, and then again in 1986 and so on. And finally they meet at one point in the late 80s, I think it was around about 1987. Mm. So she's 31 when she breaks up with her partner. Mm. He has broken up with his wife mm. and they form a friendship which is funny because his whole basis in the initial car ride is that men and women can't be friends because if a man finds a woman even slightly slightly attractive, even unattractive, they want to sleep with them. Correct. Um, That's the main thing. We'll we'll touch that in a second. And then, um, yeah, so they have this friendship and then, you know, we see, yeah, like two years, probably two years worth of friendship. Both of their best friends get married to each other. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah. Yeah. We see the final scene yeah. on New Year's Eve. I think the time thing is really good because you do see the seasons change. You see them change through, like, winter, the close. You see the fall leaves in New mm. York. It's, obviously, they're still living in New York. But mm. also, 
he barely changes through the years. His hair thins out a bit. But she's funny how she goes through all this fashion and hairstyles from the very late 70s with the Farrah Fawcett right up to the late 80s. Yeah, yeah. You know, like through the perms and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really funny. So you're right, season in the sense that you can see the, you know, the leaves falling, yeah. winter, summer. Mm. But also in the sense of, you know, from the late 70s, early 80s and the late 80s, you yeah. can kind of see the shift the change. In, in, in fashion and I guess... Culturally, Culturally, like, yeah, yeah, and also, like, you see the computers coming into play towards the end because she's a journalist and whatnot, and he's a political advisor, right? I can't remember what he is. Yeah, he's a political advisor, whatever mm, that mm, does. Mm. Um, or an advisor, full stop. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great film, great oh, to watch so as an good. adult. I um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, so yeah. did I. I mean, you have to be awake for it because there is a lot of talking. A but lot you know what? I like films like that because. Mm. I'm dialogue heavy. You are dialogue heavy. Life. You do use a lot of words. So I like You do like the words. Because I think it's um, it's more reflective of how real people are. Real people don't sort of stand around staring at each other, you know. Mm. Like it's more It's a real relationship. Real life. Yeah, like, it's a real you know, relationship. And I think the writer, who's a female, mm. Laura Efron, not related to Zach, mm. she wrote a lot of it from her standpoint of relationships and stuff. And she... Mm with Rob Reiner being the director, mm. they sat down and he gave her a lot of his experiences in relationships. Mm. But she went on to write Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail, so she worked yeah. with Ming Ryan a lot. Of course. So she may have been her muse. Perhaps. Um, and this, this is a good segue because we're going straight to the actors. Yes. Um, and I think for Rob Reiner, Billy Crystal's in there quite a lot. Yes. Well. So they're like best friends in real life. Right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And sorry. And the best friend of the character is, oh, I forget his name. But he's in a lot of Billy Crystal's movies yeah. as well as Billy Crystal's best friend. Yeah. Now, here's a funny thing as well. So Carrie Fisher, yeah. big name, yeah. he plays Meg Ryan's best friend. Yeah. She was, or yeah, she was, because she's now passed away, mm. rest in peace, was the best friend of Rob Weiner's wife, whom he split up with during the filming of okay. this. So That's there's a lot, awkward. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, I know. So he was going through him. a divorce whilst directing this movie, and Billy Crystal said that he took a lot of not inspiration, but mm. like he sort of took on that mood mm. that was happening at mm. that point. Mm. So her character was funny too because it started off as she quite was good. She was having this affair, wasn't devious, she? And, because she was having was it the same affair? It the was whole the time? same affair for like seven, eight years. Yeah, that she's going through, and she's and, and Meg Ryan's like he's never going to leave his wife, they never leave their wife, mm. and of course he didn't leave his wife. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's funny because in the famous cafe scene where mm. she fakes the orgasm, mm. the woman who delivers the line, "I'll have what she had," that's Rob Ryan's mum. Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, it's true. I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, it's quite fun. So we didn't talk much about Billy Crystal. So, oh, so I love Billy Crystal. this is the first time we've seen him in, in our podcast, at least. Meg Ryan, we've talked about in Top Gun, and yeah. I think Carrie Fisher, we must have talked about in Burps. The Burps, yeah. But uh, Billy Crystal was one of those funny New York eighties yeah. comedians. Yeah. That came out around around the Robin Williams era. Oh, because they were best friends. Too. Were they best friends? And he spoke about him like in his tribute. But the um the pairing of them in the Friends episode is like my Hilarious. favorite thing. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think, just watch it on YouTube. I think there's a couple of movies with them together as yeah. well. Yeah. But but he, I wouldn't say he's as funny as Robin Williams. But he has that same kind of yeah. Well, he's comical. not as actually he's not as insane as Robin. Not Williams as insane. Was. Yeah, he's probably yeah. like yeah. He's Robin Williams, but would take away the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just just Robin Williams was just like yeah, dead insane, insane hilarious. Yeah. I love him. And I yeah. never get over him dying. Yeah, 
in um, City Slippers, I'm pretty sure that the actor that plays his best friend in this is in City Slippers too. Correct, as his best yeah, friend. Yeah, as his best friend. Yeah. So he works together. They work together quite well. But that's, City Slippers is the one where he's like, I made a cow. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and that, that came soon after as well. Yeah. I think that's a 90s film, but like 1991, yeah. uh, whereas this is 1989. And yeah, Carrie Fisher, obviously, Princess I mean, yeah. Leia. <laughs> like, well, that's what I was saying. She started to kind of break out into other roles. Post Star Wars, Wars. Um, but she'll forever be known as Princess Leia. And obviously, she she died recently, and she got her last Star Wars out of the way just before she died. She was a feminist powerhouse. That woman, I have a lot of respect for her. I think you know she probably was heavily in Hollywood at a time when it was definitely it still is now, but still very difficult for women. Mm. You know, and I think she sort of yeah she broke through the glass a little bit. Yeah, and Rob Reiner we've talked about a few times already, but. There's a few more we need to do, but but this is one of his bigger '80s films. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing, waiting to do Princess Bride as well, which Billy Crystal's in also. Yes, well, and he think, does the voices in when they're in the museum and the party. Yeah, he does. Is it the pecan pie? The pecan pie. I can't do. Yeah. So she broke character in that. I don't know if you know. Oh, totally. Good and tell. she was that was her laughing, and they just included. Of course, it, yeah. Like a Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell that. Yeah, um, but you, you know, they said let, let him loose a little bit. Yeah, cause, and cause... apparently the Pictionary scene was like that. He was just like his. She he gave her the prompt for Pictionary, and yeah. they were just this like. Nuts. Baby fish lips or what like weird. You know, but people do that in Pictionary. <laughs> they get angry. And then they just say stupid shit. And you're oh, like, no. you know. I get it because it's kind of you need to kind of word thought oh, it out. God, I figured out it was baby talk like straight away. I oh, know. No, no, I know. Um, okay, so what are the main th- oh before we talk about themes, the setting is mostly New York. Yeah, well, we talked about seasonal, but you can look through, I mean, it's beautiful scenery in terms of looking always. at the park. Yeah. If you like New York. Oh, I love um, New York. You know, this, is a great, New York. this is a great film to see more of New York. I can't wait to go back to New York. And, and a tiny bit of Chicago, but I don't know. I can't. Never been there, so I can't. Do you know what? They probably didn't even film it there. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Like New York as well. Um, but yeah, so the main themes, as you, you already mentioned, is, well, the main theme is throughout the film is can a man and a woman be friends? Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, nothing else being. Like involved. nothing else. Just be. Best, not even best friends. I guess they mentioned friends, but but they get into Friend, the, just friends. Their relationship gets, you know, takes a rocky start. It takes a while, and he ruins it to begin with because he says that he's attracted to her on the first few hours that they oh, met, yeah. even though at the time he was going out with one of her friends, which they later both forget her name. <laughs> Um, they develop a relationship which is actually like best friends, where yeah, they're talking to each other over the phone, watching movies together. They had a, you know a love for Casablanca, which was bit random but there might be a throwback in there but i haven't seen casablanca yeah and i can't remember it i mean i've seen bits of it as a kid but i can't remember it to the point that that maybe mm. there's some throwbacks from this movie to that movie well, they I end think... up they're ruining their relationship by having to yeah that's it that's not the ending and mm. but it's no. one of the big things but also i think i uh, like I read some articles about some people felt that this movie was sexist and i'm not actually really sure that it was and mm. the writer again female came out and said that it wasn't sexist. It was how it, her experience of what she had experienced in relationships and talking to men and stuff like that. So, I mean, for her, she didn't write it that way, trying to make it, you know, mm. like, because there is a bit, of, he does mansplain quite a little bit, you know. Billy Crystal's, Billy Crystal's character. character. But he does that to everybody, mm. you know, in the film because mm. he's so wordy. 
Correct. And I just think he likes to talk a lot. And he has that, that demeanor, this ar- demeanor of arrogance about him as Kind well, of, yeah. Which has nothing to do with his sexism, just no, the way he is. He is. But I also find it funny because there's that whole, when he talks about high maintenance versus low maintenance women. Mm. And I mean, you could say the same about men too, right? Mm. And I think like just jumping ahead, that's probably one of my favorite lines in the movie is when she says, you know, I just like what I like and mm. I want what I want when mm. I want it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, me too. Does that she even says that. Does that make, I think she says that. Does yeah, that she make does. Me high yeah. yeah. And I'm like, who cares? Like, I'm, I, does that make me high maintenance? Yes, it probably mm. does. But there's nothing wrong with liking what you like and wanting things the way you want them. Yeah. But I guess there's a running gag in the film that, that she's always ordering <laughs> a thousand different things. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone says, I'll just have, I don't know, cheese toasty. And she's like, I want this. I want that on the side. Yeah, but if you're paying for a service, then, well, you're Why paying not? for yeah. a service. Yeah. But, you know? I think. I think she is high maintenance and, you know, she owns it. So yeah, what's wrong with it? Exactly. But anyway, back to the main thing. I wanted to get your opinion. Do you think men and women can be friends? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Because I have male friends. Do you? Yes. Who are your male friends? Probably besides you, my no, best, yeah. well, my best male friend would be Jeff. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, and I've had other various male friends. I've have male friends that I've worked with, you know, that I currently work with, mm. that I know socially. Yeah, I, I do think mm. so. Mm. But do you think that, I don't know, they're like anyone on par with their relationship, I guess, throughout the your life? <laughs> mm. Obviously, before I knew, maybe you were friends with your next one. Hey, right? Yeah, yeah, know. we grew up buddies, mm. Stephen and I, you mm. know. Um, I, I think, I think yes, mm. they can. And if you can't, whether you're a man who can't do that or a woman who can't do that, then you need to look at why, mm, you yeah. know, like what's consuming you that you can't be mm. good friends with the opposite sex that doesn't involve sex. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, as in sexual. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think a man and a woman can be friends, but I do understand that obviously they made a movie about this for a reason, mm. that not everyone can see over that. Right. Definition of, of a man and a woman, right. But I think also when, like, he does say the only way you can do it is if both people are in relationships because then you're not going to cross boundaries or whatever. Mm. But I think you, sh- you should be adult enough to be like, okay, I'm just friends with this person. I'm not crossing boundaries with of that. Of course, of course. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's just people, right? Mm. <laughs> like, you know. Well, yeah, and it's all about experiences as well. Yeah, okay. I- I'm glad we're in agreement. I, oh. I do, I do actually feel that and anyone who thinks that they they can't be friends then there's there's you're right there's something there's too something much going on, your mind. on there so something either they're into a certain person mm. or they just need to stop viewing the opposite sex as sexual objects right <laughs> I mean, that's what it is i don't know when it comes to harry and sally do you feel they're better as friends or as a couple i think that they are better as a couple because they were friends first, first. yeah you know yeah. and i think that at the basis of every relation, romantic relationship, there has to be a friendship. You have to like that person. Like oh, it's totally. not just loving that person mm. and wanting to be with them romantically. You have to like that person. Mm. Like you have to be able to have fun with them mm. and um, enjoy things together and stuff. Exactly. And because I think if it's just all romance stuff or lust or whatever, it burns exactly. out. Yeah. You've got to have, like, to have an enduring relationship, which I feel like we can talk on the topic of that considering mm. we've been together for 25 years this year, Shit. you know, is that what has got us through is not that initial 
whatever they call it, honeymoon period of mm. fuzzy romantic love, but the fact that we like each other and we like mm. spending time together. Agreed. You know? And I think that's, yeah. So I think that they, their happily ever after will occur because they've been friends first. Mm, I totally agree. Mm. So you brought up sexism, which I hadn't thought of until now. Why do you think people thought this was a sexist film? Um, I think the issue of mansplaining is probably what did it. Mm. I think because he tends to sort of... Talk, 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 talk so much and, you know. Mm. But, again, I, don't, I just think that's the way he is, you know. Mm. I think he's very neurotic and I think mm. she's actually very neurotic too. Mm. And so I think, yeah, so some people may say that they think it's, you know, mm. that's sexist, which that if people want to think that that's fine. No, well, I guess if it was a multiple characters, then yes, but mm. it's just one single character mm. on each side of one male, one female character, which is quite mm. similar. Which may lead to my next question, that they seem to both take a long time to get over relationships. Yeah, that's true. Um, Harry a few years and then... Well, his was a marriage as well. Yeah. I mean, and I think hers was really interesting because she talks about how, like, you know, they didn't have kids and they're like, we can have sex on the kitchen floor and we can go to Rome. And then mm. she's like, well, we never went to Rome mm. and we never had sex on the mm. kitchen floor because it was a very uncomfortable Mexican child. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then she was like, you know, she was babysitting her friend's kid and then she saw this family and she was like, and it hit her like, oh, my God, I want to get married and have kids. Mm. And when she presented that to him, this jo was Joe, mm. he was like, no, I don't want to do that. But then like a year later, he ended up marrying someone and having mm. kids with them. Mm. And, and she has to realise that it was just her. Which you mentioned you know, that happens to a lot of people. It does. Yeah. I'm not just movies, but I've heard of this happening like to people I know. Mm. And it must fucking smart, you know? I wonder if that sometimes happens because people have stuffed up that relationship with the person they should have been with for that stubborn reason. Maybe. And then end up not wanting to make the same mistake to us. But I feel like it's the man most of the time that you hear about doing this, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they do take a long time to get over to relationships and maybe one would say, ooh, they're feeding into each other's misery, you know? Mm. But... You know, they're older. I think when you're older, and she was obviously in a relationship with that guy for like over five years, and he mm. was the same with his marriage. Mm. So, you know, but then it's funny how she talks about um, he went on a date, she went on a date, and she just whatever. He went on a date, and the guy's like, he's talking to his friend about it, and he's like, oh, so you just like left? He's like, no, I slept with her. Oh, talking to each other. Yeah. Like, that's the difference. Well, that was the point. That was the theme as well. You know? like, guys get over women yeah. by sleeping with more women. <laughs> Whereas. Yeah. Women seem to dwell on it or, or yeah. go on. Obviously still go on dates, but but want to definitely definitively get over that relationship yeah. before they start something with someone else, mm. which is probably the right way to do it. You know, thankfully, neither of us have had to experience that, so <laughs> that's not something we can have. No, I can't talk to you about We can't that. talk to you about It's funny when people ask relationship advice, like, or dating, I'm like, man, I am not your woman to ask. No, 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 <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so, help so you. Stay in a relationship, yeah. I can talk to you about it, but getting over someone, yeah, if you're in your own. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, what this movie meant to you. Well, considering that I kind of felt like it was the first viewing for me last night, well, you know, I love New York. Hmm. Uh, I love anything set in New York. And I love, as I've spoken about before, I love the feeling of big cities in the 80s. It's just a it's a feeling, mm, you know. Mm. Um, but it was just funny. I laughed out loud so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd watch it again. It, it's a totally it's a consoled movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I think yeah. we picked a good time to watch it too. Yeah. I, I agree. And I, and I think, yeah, watching it again, how, how did my parents let me watch this? I don't know. Yeah. Especially your parents. My yeah. parents, no worries. Or did They're I watch parents? it in the early 90s maybe when I was a you know, teenager? But yeah. I, I don't remember sitting there and digesting all of nah. this dialogue. No. Nah. 
obviously some of the you know, classic scenes that you repeat and see repeated a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, the cafe. Again, what it was the cafe? Is that delicatessen? Cats, delicatessen. Cats, that's it. Cats with a K and a Z. That's right. And because I have the Reuben there, which Did is we famous. Go there? No, I think we went to go there, but it was so full. Like it's so full yeah, every time you go there. And movies like this and stuff just make those places. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. Um, so we didn't actually go in, but we've been outside. Of My the friend front. Jackie makes the best Reuben. Yeah, mm. but they're all about club sandwiches, basically. Yeah, that's so there. good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so why is this eight? Oh well, I mean, we see really a. a fashion and mm. hairstyle tra- time travel through the 80s correct, you correct. know like it's really interesting to watch that um and obviously you see the the big computers desktop yep. computers the yep. phones the shoulder um, pads shop yes yeah. yeah power suits 80s power suits on correct. the ladies very much so that, she gets that more bow tie thing she was yeah, wearing yeah. I haven't seen that I don't for a while cravat for women cravat for women yeah, yeah. pussy cat pussy bow it's called a pussy sorry it's called a pussy that's, bow. now that's sexy <laughs> no that's what it's called <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know it's very 80s. Like it's it, the the look of it is very 80s. It and, is. It is. You know. Um, yeah. Power. I guess what even <laughs> what they were watching like with the mm. is it the Rock and Eve the one. Oh yes, Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve from <laughs> Friends. Yeah. It's um, like that's the sixteenth yeah. annual or something, and it's like nine eighty five or yeah. something. Yeah. So they're they're keeping up with modern events as well. Yeah. They talk about the magazines that they're reading. Yeah. Um, yeah, the New Yorker, the New Yorker stuff, and some yeah, stuff the like Post that. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so, mm. it, you know, it, it kind of gives you a fly on the wall on how, what media was like at the time, what mm. television was like at the yeah. time, uh, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, completely agree. Okay, favourite line? <laughs> well, I have a couple, but I, like I said, I like that one about, you know, like what's what's wrong with wanting what you want and wanting yep. what you like. Yep. But also, I think <laughs> the one, which I know you're going to say as well, yeah, yeah. they at the baseball and they're talking about, the ex-wife moving all the stuff out and he's like and one of the removers had a t-shirt on it was don't fuck with mr zero <laughs> i was like what i laughed so loud at that like, yeah, his name was zero was and it says don't fuck with zero he's like so mr zero knew you were moving out a week before you did yeah yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. actually quite macabre but it the way was, they deliver it's quite funny it was i agree that line was hilarious obviously the classic line that oh, you talked yeah. about before i'll have what she's having yeah I mean, that, that fake orgasm scene is iconic yeah. and probably is the most famous scene in the movie. I don't know if it's the best scene. There are I, quite some good scenes. Yeah, there are some really good scenes. I mean, that's, yeah, definitely an iconic scene. Um, I like the phone call scene where the four of them, so the best friends are in sleeping in bed together because they're married and then, mm. then they're both talking to the other one. So apparently that took 61 takes. Oh, my God. To do because they had to use like four cameras yeah. and they had to do it at the same time, everyone, and it was just they had to have a partition between them, like and then apparently they got it all right and then one of them flubbed it. Mm. So they had to go again. Sixty one takes. You think about like today they about re- just do it in a few takes. Yeah. Or do yeah, it in four right. takes Digitally, and mash it all together. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I do I like that scene a lot. But I also like the scene where um Sally and her friend are in the bookshop talking and mm. then Harry's like there and she's like, someone is staring at you, you know. It's yeah, just, she's like, he doesn't remember anything. No, nah, and they're like, like, Sally. Around a book at books display and it's all like, it's like men are from Mars, women are from Venus type thing. Yeah, what area was he in? You're like, so personal. <laughs> there's a stranger in personal health staring yeah. at you. There's you a stranger know? staring at you with personal but health. Like all and these... you look up and there's like him reading a book in personal health. But some of the book titles are obviously made up. It's like, you know, how to avoid idiots, and, you know. Yeah. But self-help books, are good, you know, yeah. insane. Yeah. 
And obviously the, the you know, the scenes where they profess the love for each other is yes, quite nice, nice as well. Billy Crystal's one especially. Mm. So you'll probably have to remind me, but he says stuff like, you know, I love the way that after hanging out with you, I can smell you on me. And I love the fact that, you know, I love the fact that you takes you 10 minutes to order food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. he, he just picks out her idiosyncrasies and says that he loves yeah. them. And I think that's what women want to hear yeah, they don't want to hear that you love me because right? i'm beautiful i think yeah. you love me because of all the things that are annoying things that i do yeah that's true um and that i guess that really strung a chord for me um but that's definitely a beautiful scene but you know the other scenes where we spliced through the movie of the couples talking about their origin stories like how they yeah met. sorry so sorry, i looked too. that up they're real stories but they got actors to play the couples yeah but they're really nice those stories yeah so the little know? vignettes cut in yeah. through to the of movie. older people uh, and then you yeah, telling them how they've met, and mm. it's like an Asian couple, and obviously a Jewish couple, and you know from different backgrounds, mm. but they all had a common theme, which is that you know yeah. they held out for love, and I guess this is what this movie is, is just holding out for love, like yeah, waiting, of even when you know that it's the right person or you feel yeah. that connection with someone, but waiting for the right time to them, mm. you know make a move, which is quite nice. <laughs> Will millennials get this film? Yeah, it's a very late 80s. And so we, you know, we talk now about millennials. We should be starting to talk about whether Xennials or whatever. They, no, not millennials. Um, Generation, Generation Z, Z, Z yeah. would get it. But, yeah, I think millennials would. Mm. Definitely the older ones, mm. you know. Oh, look, it's, it's, they're themes that are yeah, across generations. Yeah, universal and yeah. now, you know, mm. still. Of course. So, yeah. Falling in love is never going to get old. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a lot easier these days, but hmm. but yeah, and yeah, is there anything that won't fly? I don't think so. I mm. think some people may question some of the things I've said earlier, mm. but you know, I think this is just a movie that you can just switch your wokeness off and mm. just enjoy, yeah, because it's just so damn good. It's pretty wholesome, to be fair. It is wholesome. Mm. Now, I have to talk about the soundtrack. Mm. Um, so we realized at the start of the movie that it was the score, or, or at least the um, the actual be. soundtrack was done by Harry Connick Jr. Yes. I'm trying to figure out whether he was already big or this was before he was big. I think this was just before he was big, wasn't he? It has a very jazzy tone to it. Yeah. Um, there's well, there's so of... many different versions of it had to be you going through it as well. Yeah, and obviously that's the main song mm. of, the, of this movie. And the but other one, the potato potato. The potato potato, and it's Louis Armstrong version of the yeah. potato potato. It's fantastic. And I'm pretty sure Harry Connick does a version of it at the end yeah. of the, at the end credits as well. It must have been just when he was getting big because he was in that movie Copycat with Sigourney Weaver in the 90s. Mm. Um, he was being the 90s, right? 96. So it must so, be just, just as he was becoming yeah, famous. But, but he's I didn't know he did movies. Like is he not he... a very talented musician? Though? Like oh, he is, of course right? he is. He's, yeah. he's done the score and everything. I like, think so. I think he did the, the must have done the score and yeah. picked the songs, obviously. Yeah. He's got a very Harry Connick Jr. all over oh, it. I love Harry Connick Jr. Oh, yeah. He's, um, he's a gentleman. Mm. Okay, so sequels, remakes and spin-offs? So they tried, they talked about making a sequel, but they felt actors and um, cast that... They had their happily ever after, and it was a true happily ever after, and they just were going to leave it at that. Mm. They just didn't, yeah. Well, we don't really see a uh, – oh, do we see a wedding? They talk yeah. about their wedding. wedding, yeah. Yeah. So um, – we see a kid? I don't know if we see a kid. We don't see a kid, but I'm sure yeah. there would have been a kid. Maybe. Not point. that that necessarily means happily no, ever after. of but... course not, but she wanted children, right? Yeah, she did mention um, that. So I think, yeah, they, they didn't do a sequel, and, mm. you know, that's fine. No, it's it good. doesn't need it. They did do a stage version, though. Did they? Yeah. In like 2009 or something, which I thought would be cute. Mm. Yeah. 
What do you give this film out of 10? Well, it's a really solid film it is. on all aspects. Totally. Cast, writing, everything. I'm, I, it, it is a hard 8.5. Mm, I was going for a hard 8, but I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, it's mm. definitely over 8 mm. or 8 itself. But yeah. I guess the only reason I'll take points away is if you don't like dialogue. If yeah. you want a bit of action mm. that's not conversation, mm. then it lacks it. Mm. Like there's no action in it whatsoever. Which is fine by me. Yeah. No, I like, like dialogue. Totally. So at the baseball game, you don't see an, a lick of baseball at all. <laughs> you just hear crowds going nuts sort of yeah. thing. So, and so. the Mexican wave. And the Mexican wave. Which I, was like, I love the Mexican wave. Yes, you have I'm mentioned I really this. get into it. Yeah, hey, yeah. it's such a wholesome group activity. Maybe not COVID friendly, but you know. Well, they're still having yeah. crowds of people, so why not? <laughs> okay, well, that's us. Um, yeah. Any last words? Mm. No, mm. just it's a good film. It's easy, readily available everywhere. Watch it. It'll make you happy. I think we all need to be watching things that make us happy mm. this year. Yep. You know, cool. stay safe. That's us. Um, yep. Yeah. Hit us up on At the, the socials. College. Yep. And uh, smash the subscribe button, as my kids say. <laughs> and uh, like, like the button. And <laughs> tell your friends and give us, a, give us a like. And we appreciate it. All right. Okay. Peace. Bye. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible.